Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. That's me. It is. <laughs> like always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never changes. So today we're going to be recording um, the next season in Love Six. So this is season three at this point. We've already discussed seasons one and two. Um, and I believe it is going to be the last season of Love Sick. Everything yes. I kind of found on the internet. There's there's nothing that says like definitively, but kind of that's you know the the conclusion that I've drawn is that they're probably not going to make a season four. <laughs> yeah, and we can talk more about it when we talk about the ending. But my first watch of this ages ago, I had a feeling like we were sort of like um, uh, left on a cliffhanger. But yeah. when I watched it this time, I feel less like that now. I, I only really feel that way about Angus, his character. Aww, yeah. <laughs> like his storyline isn't really resolved, and it's just like, if, if we're supposed to assume that it is resolved, then that makes me sad. So <laughs> Yeah, true. But yeah. So, yes. Um, season three is a little bit different because we've kind of run out of... Um, the list of women that he slept with <laughs> potentially given chlamydia to. Um, so that we only see one of them in this whole season, I believe, um, Tasha towards the end. But everybody else is kind of, it's kind of like a different approach to the to the storyline. I mean, like focusing in on, on the other characters a little bit more than just um, Dylan's sex life. <laughs> it is. And kind of for the most part, anytime we're going into flashbacks, it's like a slow progression towards modern day instead of jumping around to like three right. years ago eight years ago you know it's right. just like six weeks ago four weeks ago and slowly moves up and right the only the only one we see like from really far back is tasha which was like five years previous <laughs> mm -hmm. which I, like to me that episode fell out of place like yeah. if anything it should have happened at the very beginning of season three or something like because the rest of them don't go that far back so it kind of felt like this is a, like a weirdly placed episode <laughs> It does seem that way, yeah, because they're kind of like shopping for a wedding gift or something. Is that right? Yeah, for, yeah, for like all like six of the people they know that are getting married that summer or something. They're going to six different weddings, so they're shopping for wedding gifts. <laughs> right, and it's like not even we don't even see them traveling to these weddings or whatever. So no. like it's not really part of the story. And the only the only useful thing that really happens in the episode is um, you know Luke basically opening up a little bit to Dylan and being like, right. I think I like Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> that could have happened in a different episode. I feel like this yeah. one almost like recorded, and then they forgot about it, and they just kind of shoved it at the end of the season. Like, ah, oh, let's get this one in there, kind of thing. It just felt like weirdly out of place. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Yeah, it didn't really like fall in line with the rest of the season. Right. It wasn't a bad episode. It was no. just like more like what was happening in season one, you know, than in season three. But <laughs> right. True. Um. So yeah, let's talk about Abigail because I oh. feel like three episodes pretty much pertain to her and then her exiting the show pretty much after that. Oh my that. god, it's absolutely tragic. It um, but also, I, I yeah, so I like that the uh, we have a sort of like misdirection with the first episode, episode title with Andy yes. and Olivia. Um, because you, you know, we're so used to seeing these episode titles that are people from the chlamydia list, but in fact, this is from the short story that Abigail right. tells, tells, which is clearly about her and Evie. And in fact, Evie. it's a word for word representation of what happened. 
the only thing that's different is the names are changed. Right. I was like, I'm like, no offense to that, but I was like, is this really like an award winning short story here? I mean, we don't know if she won. That's true. But yeah, I mean, we didn't also hear the rest of the story. It was very provocative up until that word for word recount of her own life. Right. We only heard as much that, you know, Dylan needed to hear to realize that because he knew they chatted at the wedding over the right. bar that it must have been, you know. Right. And, and Dylan's not always like the most perceptive. So you have to know right. that this pretty obviously <laughs> and Abigail for him to pick up on. <laughs> I know. He's so oblivious. And then this time he's like, you know, dead on to it. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Nice still. Yeah. Like, wow, man, he, this story must have been really, really obvious. But, like, it's sad because you get the sense both from her story and the fact that she's still thinking about that night enough to write a story about it that she could have been such good friends with Evie. Like, they put it off immediately. And because of everything that happens with Dylan, like, that friendship never gets to form, which is almost like the saddest part about it for me it's so tragic and you know even the the time when they're having the the awkward like defining moment of you know whatever happens at that nightclub or party or whatever when they're in the bathroom together like hanging out and even though you know lots of tension they're still getting along really well and you know clearly have this sort of bond which is just, uh, I mean, maybe we can assume that five years down the road, they meet up and Abigail's married to somebody else and they can become friends then or something. I hope so. <laughs> it's also like, you know, if the manager had given, you know, she, she mentions this again, that she gave the email to the manager and he just threw it out apparently. Yeah. But uh, I guess we see him crumple it in the one season. But, um, you know, mad. if she had just had that, they would have been able to like be in touch and then none of this nonsense would have happened really. Yes. (laughs) Right. Because she would have known immediately that Dylan was, you know, Evie's the person that she had said that he was, she was in love with kind of thing. So Abigail would never have gotten with Dylan then. And And I, I did like, I, I, I like how like super mature Abigail is about the situation and also so realistic, you know, like, As she slowly discovers that, like, it's not a case of, like, I loved you and now I don't like you and all this stuff. It's sort of, like, things didn't match up time-wise and situation-wise between Dylan and Evie for so long. But yet they still clearly love each other. And when she figures that out, she's just, like, my I don't have a role in this. Right. And she realizes that she's kind of, like, the last obstacle at that point, you know, that it's never going to work out with her and Dylan because eventually he's going to leave her for Evie kind of thing. Right. And it's so sad, but I like that she's so upfront. And finally, finally, we have people like being open and honest about what they feel. Well, Dylan is kind of like, not sure, but his hesitation when she's like, do you love her? She's like, that told me everything I need to know, you know? Or when she says, oh no, she says, you know, she's still in love with you. And he just kind of you know, his face, like lights up, you know, yeah. and he hide it, you know, like, cause it's, but it's there and long enough that she can see it, you know, because she's like, your face when I said that says everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's so sad because then we have like, you know, her trying to like break her lease because she only stayed in that area because of him. And right. I, yeah. I did like that they had a little bit of a moment to sort of chat after they broke up. Um, yeah. You know, to sort of like, talk about things and not just leave it at a really awkward juncture. And, um, 
Yeah. I, and then I'm glad, too, at the end of that, because once again, Dylan was, like, having trouble communicating and fighting, basically, with Evie after he comes back. Yeah. But she's like, you need to fucking tell me how you're feeling about things, because this is not, you're doing the same thing you've always done. This is not going to work. Right. You she's know? like, I know you can't be okay. You know, you just broke up with somebody. Like, if you cared about them at all, you shouldn't be okay right now. You know, you should be upset about it. And... Yeah, finally Dylan actually admits that he is feeling that he's not okay kind of thing, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan to you know have a conversation that's honest about his feelings. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rare, but sometimes that happens. I know, like I know we we kind of have Luke drawn as the character who doesn't know how to express himself, but really Dylan isn't any better at it than Luke is. He's just bad in a different way. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um even as they, you know, when they're finally together and uh, Evie and Dylan, I really liked like the night after or the morning after um, when they've like slept together and then everyone's like jumping in bed with them was like the cutest, like <laughs> most adorable scene. I know. I've ever I want, seen. I want that group of friends like where you're a bunch of people. It seems like it would be great. It does. It's so adorable. Like. I know for Luke, he's like, oh, I've been rooting for you two to sleep together for years. <laughs> right. And I like how the awkward moment when Angus like walks into and he's like, oh, uh, you know, we've all been there. Well, Luke hasn't been there, but you and I have been there, you know. <laughs> and he's like, is this, is this like a Luke and Jonesy situation? And he and Dylan are just like, what do you mean Jonesy? <laughs> I know. I love it. And yeah, we'll get into Luke and Jonesy because I love them. But just to like talk a little bit more about Dylan and Evie. It's also like, I understand that, you know, this is like a long time in the making and they both have like apprehensions and like concerns that maybe something's going to happen to fuck things up or especially well, Dylan because Luke instills yeah. that fear with it. Luke doesn't do anything to help them not being concerned about fucking things up because he's like, man, if you guys fuck this up now, you break up the whole, you know, the three tri triangle friendship here. Right. And he's also, he was also very clear that he's like, oh, I know Evie's not going to do anything to fuck this up, but you better not fuck this up. No, you might though. <laughs> Which, I mean, he's not wrong. Right, and then he, you know, of course, has to go to the mystic or psychic seven <laughs> oh, times. God, that, that's just like, come on, really, Dylan? Like, he's just saying, like, what he thinks about you. It's nothing to do with anything that's real. Calm down. <laughs> right, and it's like, you know, I, I did find it funny that, you know, even after the third time when it was different cards, Evie's like, was it the same? He's like, yeah, this has never happened yeah. before. It's the exact same. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, he didn't really tell them, like, you know, this is going to be destroyed. It's kind of just, like, you need to be open and honest and, like, communicate, basically, which, hello. That's... Which we've been saying, except for one, you need to be open and honest with each other. Right. <laughs> Long before the psychic. Which is, you know, an important thing in any relationship, like, romantic or otherwise. But Exactly. But, you know, we know that Dylan struggles with that. But yes. um, eventually, you know, things sort of, like, level out for the most part. But <laughs> let's talk about the college reunion with, okay. with what happens with Evie and, and Dylan there. Yeah, I think that, that's an interesting kind of way to end the, end the series, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so... so Number one, I didn't know that colleges had reunions. Right. 
it with. But <laughs> Maybe it's a British thing. I don't know. Maybe. I've only ever had a high school reunion and I didn't go to it. So. Same. Same. <laughs> but, um, yes. But yeah, so they go to this reunion and they learn that everyone starts talking about how Evie was in this fiery relationship with this guy and that they basically broke up because of um, his religious parents. Right. It's kind of like a tough thing because, you know, this entire time it's sort of like Dylan who's been the issue with thinking, well, I guess both in a way, like you know, Dylan thinking about Evie when he's in other relationships as sort of like the one that got away. Right. And I guess Evie was doing the same thing when she was dating Mel, but right. engaged to Mel even. Um, but, you know, we then find out that like, you know, Evie, he asks her kind of like point blank if if she would have married this guy if the religion, right. religion hadn't been a, a, an issue. And right. she like, says, it's, yeah, it's, you know? Yeah. And so it's kind of like... I really, I, I like that they introduce this sort of struggle because it forces Dylan to sort of either mature and accept the fact that, like, you know, people have past, people have complex relationships and complex right. feelings that they don't even understand. And like, to be fair, this was something, someone she knew and was dating before she even met Dylan. It was right. a couple before they even met for the first time so she didn't have you know like them to you know compare one to the other or anything right true and Um, yeah yeah. so you know she when she sees him she's still like you know sort of has this really emotional and physical reaction to to being around him and stuff but um i did like the way they ended it where like you know she was very upset and instead of him getting defensive and upset about it he has sort of like that moment at the window of reflection. Well, first of all, he asked her to go to bed, you know, come back <laughs> to bed. And yeah. then we see him up in the window that at first looks like he's kind of going to be brooding, which yeah. is, you know, his usual yeah. M- MO. <laughs> but I really liked that, you know, he then has like a little smile and goes back and lays down with her and holds her, tells her he loves her. And they both right. kind of like end smiling. Yeah. And I think I missed that sort of like smile exchange the first time I watched it and like him having that moment of realization, what I assumed to be sort of like, it doesn't matter what happened, like Eve and I are together now. That's what's important. And, you know, him just kind of comforting her because, you know, that's sort of a a tragic thing in her past. And I really liked that because it's so mature. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely remember like feeling the first time I watched it like that their storyline was kind of ended uncertainly and it had been, I haven't watched it since it came out like right. immediately probably the next day after it came out I had already watched the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it came out in 2018. Um so like rewatching it I I, I felt like better about the way that their storyline ends. Like I said, the only one who I felt really bad about was Angus's the way his yeah. storyline. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel better. Like, you know, that they're Evie and Dylan are probably going to make it kind of the way it ends. <laughs> yeah. So their storyline, yeah, kind of wrapped up. Who knows what'll happen to Abigail, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we can hope that she maybe is able to move off to wherever her family's from, like she had originally been planning and, you know, just make a happy life for herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like a strong, smart woman. She'll, she'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. But um, then we have like the other sort of success story from what we can tell so far. 
which is <laughs> Luke and Jonesy. I love it so much. It's amazing. <laughs> they are they are so perfect for each other, and it's like they finally actually realize it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> because jonesy has like in the same way that phoebe would have been great for luke uh, jonesy's kind of the same she has the same sort of personality type she you know matches really she's basically like the the female luke she is yeah (laughs) both have like the exact same opinions about dating and you know kind of like casual sex and casual encounters they're both like you know that's the only way to do it you know and then when luke kind of starts coming to the realization that he wants more than that. And like, he starts to find it with Jonesy. He's able to realize, like make kind of maybe make her see that she wants more too, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. We know that she's not, you know, she, because the moment they kind of like, <laughs> I love like, you know, immediately after he kind of is like, Hey, I'm in love with you. I think I want to take this further whatever. And she just runs away basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. Right, you know, it's yeah. like in the of reunion. <laughs> right. And I like the fact that he ends up going back to, you know, his apartment with what we what turns out to be the witch from his like broken engagement night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Um I like the fact that, you know, things aren't really working out and then Jonesy Jonesy just kind of comes in and is really like doesn't care that the witch is there. She's just no. like chatting normally. <laughs> She's just like, maybe you could leave, though. I kind of want to talk to him. Yeah, she's like, oh, are you done? Okay. Um, (laughs) Would you like me to stand outside the door so you guys can finish? (laughs) (laughs) She's so funny. And I love that, you know, even when she's in there and, like, they're kind of, like, getting together, um, she's just kind of like, this is such a mistake. But (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, she's at least entertaining the idea of taking things to the next level, which is... Enough that she came to his apartment looking for him actively. So that yeah. was a nice to see. <laughs> it's so cute. I love them. You know, and, and Will Luke is heartbroken, which is like the thing he's most afraid of, according to his therapy. Yeah. Maybe. Hard to tell. But you know what? He'll, he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, I'm glad that we had those moments of like therapy where you know, he switched up the therapist so that he's not with an ex-girlfriend anymore. No, and... but he's the most insane therapist. In the <laughs> he world, does. I'm pretty sure. So. He does, but I, I, th- I like how some of the insanity must be sort of like a distraction and/or to like take the patient off guard, because Maybe. I like the the moment when he's you know says like, oh, I lost my notebook. I don't know. <laughs> like you remind me what you're doing here and what this is about. And Luke, Luke kind of like makes up this nonsense. And then the guy's immediately like, I'm pretty sure it was like this, 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 and this, and like cuts him deeply to the core with like all these truths. (laughs) That's true. So maybe maybe the therapist isn't actually terrible because it does seem like he ends up helping Luke in the long run. Yeah. Unique strategies for actually helping Luke. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Luke is a kind of a unique person, so perhaps that's what he needed for therapy to be successful for him. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. But yeah, I'm glad that we see like this huge, you know, sort of development with with Luke. Um, And I'm glad that at the end we have, you know, perhaps at least like, um, you know, the starts of a serious relationship between them, which is right. Yeah, the hope, the hope that, you know, Jonesy will will be Luke's Evie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hopefully it doesn't take them seven years to get together, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
And I loved, like, even before they got together, they just had so many good moments together. Like, you know, when they were at um, Dylan's parents' you know, anniversary party or whatever, and they decide to go have sex in the woods and then get lost. Like all of those exchanges are just priceless. Well, and even like in the previous seasons before Jonesy and Luke ever hooked up, they had like really good chemistry together too. They're such like a similar personality, you know, so they always got along really well. True. Yeah. (sighs) So that kind of leaves us with poor Angus. (laughs) (laughs) Bad storyline. Yeah, and it's it's so clear that, like, it's true that, you know, he and Holly did not know each other at no. all. No. I mean, <laughs> Biblically, they, but otherwise. They knew they had chemistry sexually and that they both like maths, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's not surprising that, like, you know, they immediately, if they, when they immediately move in together and try to, like, you know, live together, they find out that they just have, like, basically nothing in common not even right. small details like you know type of music they like um books yeah <laughs> but I, f- I feel like if they had had the opportunity to take it slow and like date each other and not just have to move in immediately because he had knocked her up in a strip club <laughs> <laughs> he was pregnant with his baby like the i think the rush like the having to like immediately move into family mode basically it was like just too much it wouldn't have mattered how well they got along probably it just would have been too irritating you know or too too much for them to really make it i think yeah (laughs) things that annoyed her like like about him snoring you know like that's not something that you could control (laughs) but you you know you would just deal with it if you actually loved the person kind of thing yeah so it's just like you know one of many things that were problematic right um (laughs) mattress was probably the least problematic of all the different things (laughs) yeah i know you could tell immediately like after he's like i'm gonna buy a new one and all this that she's just kind of like it's not really the mattress yeah that's not the problem (laughs) the way it ends though is so sad because like he i guess we're kind of to assume that his friend gives him like a good job offer like you know he admits to them then when he's talking that holly matters to him more than any job ever could but we kind of never like he doesn't go to her and like try to like reconnect with her at all at the end of the the episode like he's just left alone basically with kind of the assumption that it's not going to work out between him and holly yeah sad (laughs) i mean i guess you know in a way she'll always be in his life because you know they'll have their child together so maybe we can maybe think that you know slowly they might reconnect or at least he might start to you know realize that he hasn't lost her completely um but maybe they're not right for each other in that sense you know yeah maybe just you know a few years of raising a child together they'll you know work figure it out but I don't know. It's that one was sad. <laughs> it was sad just because, you know, Angus is kind of, you know, although annoying in the first season, basically, he's, um, you know, we learned that he's he's a nice guy and he means yeah. well. We, we learn to love him, too. We do. Yes. <laughs> so for now, he just has to, you know, live with two seemingly successful relationships next to him. Right. And one on either side of the wall. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. oh yeah that's that's pretty much all of the characters pretty much i mean if we want to go a little more into angus we can talk about how 
Um, I guess it, it, in some ways it's kind of like another stab that, you know, Jamie and, um, uh, God, what's Helen are already together, like oh. immediately after they've broken yeah. up. Well, yeah, but like the way that Jamie kind of describes Helen, like Helen's state is like yeah. concerning. So supposedly she's like super broken up about the fact that her and Angus separated, but she clearly hated him. So like, right. why would He's so broken up about you know, you know him him leaving her kind of thing. I don't know that I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I yeah, it's true. Jamie could have just been saying stuff to like you know make Angus feel better or just not attack him, right? <laughs> um, but you know, Helen could also just be complicated, and maybe she doesn't know how to express love in an actual way. Maybe so she's oh. just kind of like fiery and controlling. <laughs> 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 good luck to that jamie kid who seems even more of like you know lacking a backbone than angus so i know <laughs> better you know maybe that's kind of like what angus was like when helen first you know took him on maybe <laughs> had to grow up a little bit to move away from her maybe that's maybe that's her role you know she just helps people grow <laughs> <laughs> i did have one question yes. about called Bonnie. It's the second right. episode. Who the hell is Bonnie? They don't ever ever mention a Bonnie through the whole episode. Um, let me try to remember what happened in this episode. That's, that's the one with um, Evie's hen party. Oh yeah. And there's not a, like the episode's called Bonnie, but I don't remember them calling anybody Bonnie through the whole episode. So I don't. Oh, I, I know who Bonnie is. Who? Bonnie must be the bonsai tree. Oh. Yeah. They never said that, but I just was putting that together now because they try to steal that gigantic bonsai tree. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I don't think maybe, maybe he even does call it Bonnie at some point, but I wasn't like hearing it because I was expecting Bonnie to be a person. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that until literally now. Because I was also looking at my notes when you said earlier, like, we only see one more of his random list people. And I saw my on my page Bonnie and I was like, who the hell who the was hell? that? <laughs> I got to the end of that episode and my last note I wrote down, who the hell was Bonnie? Like, <laughs> we never saw any Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought maybe it was going to be um, the really like bitchy woman who worked at the karaoke place, but we never <sighs> find her name. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. It has to be the bonsai tree. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, Evie's right. That's definitely not a bonsai tree. Right. <laughs> I love how they get they get in expecting to see this tiny tree and it's just this massive thing in a giant in a cast iron pot and filled with rocks filled with rocks and I like too that they leave it sticking out the window. You <laughs> can come back and just like pull pull it in through the window before Helen gets home. Hopefully, because I don't know, it took what three men to try to like put it push it out the window. I mean, I think all they really did was just tip it down and shove it forward. True. <laughs> They didn't get very far with it. Yeah, but um, the person could write that. <laughs> I did like that. It was it was kind of fun that they tried to do like the um, the hen party stuff without you know just to be like, well, it's all planned and let's yeah, try to go through it. <laughs> and it would have been mildly successful if uh, you know what's his name hadn't been on if Mel's credit card hadn't been on the yeah <laughs> the dock, which is kind of strange because like. They should have, the woman was like too 
she contested too much to like be like, oh, we'll just put it on this card. Like if people are in front of you being like, I'd rather put it on this card. Why would right. you resist that? Right, exactly. Like just listen to them. Why do you care what card the money's coming off of? Right. Instead, they had to push and pu- she had to push and push until, you know, Eva's just like, I'm not getting married to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> reason she was pushy was because she was already clearly pissed that she had to be there she right. made like saying that at the very beginning that you know oh you're the assholes that made me have to work a 14 hour day or something <laughs> right so maybe she was like hoping to you know catch them on something like that so she could charge them more which is exactly what happened <laughs> that's true yeah fair enough i yeah, like also I don't know. yeah i like that her brother or her uh, cousin alex is um like very like immediately picks on the chemistry between Evie and Dylan. Like yeah. they're singing that song and he's just kind of like looking back between them and he's like, mm-hmm, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I see what's happened here. And then as soon as he gets Evie by himself, he's like, so Dylan's the reason you ended with, with Mel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. I, li- I like that he rips the M off the blanket. I know. I feel like you could have just ripped the A and the L off as well and just have it be like a heart and then Evie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, oh well. Oh well. But yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of what happened in the in yeah, this season. Yeah. A relatively good conclusion if we're going to run yeah. on Evie. We're not going to see a season four, so we're not going to see anything else for Angus. <laughs> right. <laughs> but other than that, pretty, pretty, pretty good. And it's true that, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to see a season four in which they're going to, like, somehow come up with a way that Dylan and Evie break up. Because I'm just, it would just be so extraordinarily frustrating. Right. But then at the same time, how could you do a whole season with just Evie and Dylan being successful? You right. almost have to, like, focus in on Luke or Angus or something and have Evie and Dylan be, like, a successful background story at that, from, at that point and then, like, have them get married or something at the end of it. Right, or, like, move off to some other place for a job. Right, yeah. For a landscaping <laughs> job since we, you know, know that yeah. that's what he does. I don't know that you usually have to relocate for landscaping jobs. Yeah, well, but... he does, okay? In my <laughs> season four. <laughs> you want to take on a new terrain, like a desert terrain. <laughs> yeah, I also wouldn't want, I really wouldn't want to see a season where they're kind of relegated to background characters, though. Because that would, like, the yeah. dynamic between, you know, Luke, Evie, and Dylan all together in all their mixed, matchy ways is what fuels the the ser- series for me. Yeah. That's- yeah and they really wouldn't be able to do much in the way of like flashbacks because i think they've covered all of that at this point right <laughs> so all like present day storyline as well yeah and so i don't I, think yeah a spinoff wouldn't be successful i don't think i mean i don't think they're gonna come back for a season four i read an interview just today with like one of the characters from the show and she said that the writers were like pretty happy with it and while they haven't actually said one way or the other and this was from like like October of 2019, I think. Um, they don't. She doesn't foresee their them coming back. Was pretty much what she said. Gotcha. So, this was Evie's character <clears throat> or cool. actress. I guess. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, before we, uh, do you have any quotes that you uh, um, like? I do. Do I don't have a ton that I wrote down because the show is hard to write quotes down for. But um and so let's see the very first episode when evie says about the literary festival is that the normal festival but going really terribly wrong (laughs) yeah i like that too 
I like also in the first episode when, um, you know, Evie is basically moving in with Luke and he's giving her the play by play of like what the different cues would be that she can't come in. Yeah. Which, which we later find out. She's like, yeah, the sock thing didn't work. Um, but I like that uh, she's like, what if I'm already sleeping? And he says, in that instance, I will carry you like a sleeping child to the sofa. Thereupon, I will put a single sock in your hand so that when so that if you wake confused, you'll know what's going on. <laughs> Just imagining that situation would be... I know. I like when, like, he's going to go on to, like, tell her more. And he's like, now if I put two socks on the door handle. And that's, like, when Dylan walks in. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does the two socks on the door handle mean? Right. Like, what could that possibly mean? I don't know if I want I mean, to know. I he's got two women in there. <laughs> oh, maybe. Could be. That would be my guess. <laughs> I like it when Evie says, um, same episode with the literary festival. Yeah, these days, many women know how to read. It's really opened a lot of weekend activities for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that same episode, too, I like when Angus uh, is talking to that shitty um, author. And he says, I think your work makes book burning seem like a socially acceptable thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Like um, a little later on when Jonesy's in the scene, she says, I'm craving anything lighter than a nervous breakdown. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, let's see. Um, what did I put? I like Luke says at some point during that same episode, um, I am good at stuff that's that is terrible for me. It's kind of like yeah. his realization. Yeah. I like when Holly and Angus are sitting in bed together before they buy the new one um, and they're trying to figure out like what the problem is and I don't remember somehow they make like in a comparison to like chickens and eggs and Holly's just like which came first it wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) and Angus just looks like really offended by that (laughs) I think you might say something like hey or yeah I like when Oh yeah, this is when um, uh, Luke and Jonesy are heading out to find a place to have sex in the woods. Uh, she's like, "We need to go further," and because he he's loud or something. And Luke says, "People love a vocal lover," and Jonesy says, "You tend to bellow." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like when um, after Evie is like done reassuring Dylan at the at the festival there, she's like, you're quite a bit of hard work, aren't you? I'm going to have to start taking naps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like at some point Angus says something like, what if all we're doing is this constant tightrope uh, walk, maybe, between bliss and disaster? And they'd <laughs> all kind of just like look at each other, look around and then run to organize the spice rack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think I have any more quotes. That was all of them. Oh my gosh. I can't remember the direct quote, but in the same episode when Jonesy and Luke are looking for, or they're coming back from having sex in the woods and they realize they, you know, one of them should have known how to read directions or something. Um, Jonesy says something like, maybe we should just stop, lie down and let the gods take us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also like when Dylan, in that episode with Tasha, uh, Dylan is trying to break up with her, but just like never gets through to it. And they're like, you know, what did you say to her? And he says everything. And he's like, wait, you told her you you were in love with her. Well, it felt rude not to. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, something something like, well, now you're just gonna have to marry her. And you yeah. Know. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I have. 
But except for the part when uh, <laughs> when the, they wait too long to surprise uh, Dylan's parents and oh they're God. about to have sex and he's just like, I am rock hard. <laughs> and they're just like, Sur- surprise. Surprise. Can you imagine? Oh my, oh my God. God. I mean, your options are either to stay hidden while they have sex in the <laughs> Or jump out now at that really awkward moment. <laughs> right. It was like pushing it a little too far almost. But at the same time, I understand why they were waiting. Like you would expect them to come out of the entryway into, into like the living area before right. you jump. <laughs> Not that they would just start having sex in the entryway. I know. You must think they should have like, maybe Dylan should have met them outside and been like, hi, just waiting for you guys and walk in with them and surprise them. And that, probably that would... wasn't expecting this to be an issue. True. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's so good like the thing i really love about lovesick is that although it treats like a lot of serious things and obviously there's a lot of drama between the main characters in many ways uh it's just the writing is so good and it's yeah. so funny it is um the dialogue like it's just it's great oh it's amazing <laughs> so yeah i Overall, a good, a pretty good ending to this series. I would recommend it to anyone who's currently listening and hasn't watched it yet. I mean, we've already spoiled everything <laughs> all three seasons, so you might as well go and watch it now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, go and watch it. If if not to discover the story, then at least to hear the dialogue. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like any of the quotes we've written down from it, like the dialogue, it's just it's such gold. <laughs> you it can't. Is. Down because you have to just watch it. Yeah, we'd have to basically print off a script and read it back and forth. <laughs> and just read it. <laughs> but yeah, so that is the conclusion of Lovesick. It is. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, and, you know, uh, feel free to send us a little suggestion of something you'd like to hear uh, us talk about. You can do that at NNO Podcast on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. Alrighty, and we'll be back next week with something new. (laughs) TBD. Um, And yeah, so everyone uh, stay safe and we'll be back next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.